welcome back to CMAC, Common Misconceptions About Christianity, with your hosts, Sav and Z. Today's common misconception is that women cannot be pastors. Alright, so the first couple of Bible verses that challenges this topic is 1 Timothy um, chapters 2, and it goes from 9 to 15, but we're just going to look at uh, verse 12. And it says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quietly. This was written for cultural context. Back when the women were considered unfit to lead the church and were told to be submissive to men, even in ministry. The second verse is 1 Corinthians 14, 34 to 35. There it says, The women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not to per- permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. If there's anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Um, in the ancient world, just as in some modern cultures, women and men sat in different groups at church among the Christians in Corinth. There seems to have been the problem of women chattering or disrupting the meetings with questions. Paul saying, do not disrupt the meeting, ask your questions at home. This is from the enduring word regarding verse 35. So basically these verses were because at the time women were dressing inappropriately and they were inappropriately and they were often flaunting superiority that did not fit with the Christian church community. Not only that, but there were false teachings going around in Ephesus that Paul talked about. This, this is why it says that women should stay quiet in church, learn quietly, and should not teach anything. I don't believe that this is what God wanted for all generations. Yes, he might have wanted to prevent false teachers from getting into Christian practices, but it does not apply. But it does not only apply with how the world is today. So how can this, uh, these verses be translated in today's terms? We should be looking deeper into the verses or into the verses of the Bible before we can fully understand and apply it to us today. Yes, the Bible says that women should not be should not speak in churches, but that was in reference with the woman of Ephesus because of what was going on there. They were unholy and were taught false teachings. God also used allowed these verses to be written so that people of the time knew that women of the area were not allowed to take on certain rules. This didn't mean that it would apply for, to the whole world. God views us all as uh, all of us equally. Not one of us is any more special than the other. We all have a purpose that God gave us that makes spe- makes us special to Him. It is highly unlikely that God would would want to stop a certain group of doing a certain group of people to not be able to experience a certain type of serving God just because of their characteristics. We all have different jobs to do that fits for either women or men, but God would not refuse someone for a certain task just because of their gender. Back in time, women managed the households while men went out, worked, and got money for food and clothing. Because men made many public decisions, it might have put the thought that women are not good enough or strong enough to be a leader because it's usually a man's job. Either uh, Esther risks, risked her life so that she could save the rest of Jewish the rest of the Jewish um, community. Mary used was the first to see Jesus rise up. Mary of Bethany sat at Jesus' feet and taught um, 
was taught by him, which was only a privilege of men to sit at the rabbi's feet. There are countless examples of how important how important women are in the Bible. So it would be a contradiction to say that the Bible says that women cannot be teachers or, or have authority over men, unless there was a deeper meaning to it. One question that a lot of people ask is, should females be, should female pastors be allowed in a church? I know for my church personally, we have a care pastor who is a woman and our children's pastor is a woman, but our lead pastor and youth pastor are both men. But that doesn't mean that women pastors can't be in churches at all or that women can't even lead churches because that's far from the truth. Everyone has a purpose through God. Just because some people interpret the Bible as saying that women should not be pastors does not mean we should stop at the, at the, that meeting and believe what they say. We should dive deeper and find out why the verse was said and in what context. Like the verses that Z mentioned earlier, those, were in, those verses were meant for that cultural context. That doesn't apply today. There are so many things in the Bible that re- revolved around that specific culture, not... The culture built today females can be pastors and have been pastors and here's some notable women in the history of the ag you have maria b woodworth um 1844 to 1924 she made a way for women in the ministry field she traveled across the nation and because of that significant church growth happened and she was like one of the first women in the ministry field to like pave the way for the rest of us and then you have Ethel Music, 1895 to 1989. She was in hot waters with the Assemblies of God district officials in 1934 when she passed at a church in Stecker, Oklahoma. But then a year later, the general council ruled that women could be um, pastors. And then you have Amy Semple McPherson, 1890 to 1944. And at the time, she was North America's best-known evangelist. On January 1st, 1923, she opened one of the first megachurches in the U.S. She was also an ordained minister and a licensed Methodist exhorter. On top of that, she was one of the first few women to preach at a council. And you have Lillian Trasher, 1887 to 1961. She studied for a year at God's Bible School in Ohio, then became a pastor at a church in Georgia. She also founded the world's famous Lillian Trasher Memorial Orphanage. Then you have Edith May Pennington, 1902 to 1974, and Marie Stephanie, 1878 to 1963. Both received ordination from Assemblies of God in their time. And you have Elva K. Stump, 1885 to 1985, became ordained at age 48 by the Central District Council. And then last, Deanna Cargnell from 1911 to 2006. Her congregation voted her in as pastor at age 17, and she pastored several churches in her lifetime. There are plenty of other women who have gotten ordinations from the Assemblies of God or District Councils, who have pastored churches all over the globe, and have made big leadership decisions and have founded churches, orphanages, organizations that made a huge impact on the Assemblies of God. 
I know this episode was about female pastors, but some of the female pastors that we thought of weren't available at the time. But I have a friend whose father is a pastor, and his grandmother was the first black pastor in New Jersey. So I, and she's a little older and wasn't available, so I talked to him and got his view on female pastors from a man's perspective. And he also was able to give us more insight into the verses that Z mentioned earlier. So, Reverend Curtis Green. Um, for podcast purposes, please state your name. Uh, Reverend Curtis Green. So today's topic is gonna be about um, female pastors. Um, I know you're obviously not a female, but um, you are a pastor, and you have seen um, the transition between there not being female pastors to where we are now, where there's more female pastors. I just have a couple questions. Okay, now, are we referring to uh, just the Assemblies of God, I mean, in general? Um, either, really. Just We're just kind of talking about, like, the stigma behind female pastors. Mm-hmm. Okay. The misconception is that women can't be pastors. Right. Um, and so I'm just wondering, like, my first question is how we interpret first timothy 2 12 because i feel like that's where a lot of people get um like that's where the stigma comes from where it says i do not allow a woman to teach or to have authority over a man instead she is to remain quiet to remain does it end in the word quiet or does it say remain quiet in church it says quiet Mm -hmm. like that's how it ends right so you, I, I'm sorry. So you asking me how do we interpret that? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, we interpret that the way we want it to fit our particular um, argument. So, like those who believe that women should not be pastors, of course, they're going to well, ministers in general, they're going to say, "Well, see, Paul said that women should not speak anywhere or, or in church or be submissive to um, to men." Um, and what people have to understand is that when people use an, use that as an argument, what they're doing is they're taking the biblical reference out of context and using it to their advantage. What I mean is that if we're going to interpret the Bible, you have to interpret it according to when, where, and who it was written for. Um, and that particular passage was written for those people at that time, not referring to how life was going to be forever. Um, yeah. But people use it right to their advantage and say, well, Z. Paul said that, but what they're doing is that they're taking the, the, the context away from what it was really meant uh, to be for. Yeah, we were talking about that in my, um, my hermeneutics class about when you look at a passage or even just like one singular verse, the most important thing is to look at cultural context. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. All right, my next question is, have you ever been to a church 
or been invited to preach at a church where the lead pastor was a woman? Huh. Um, have I, have I actually, no, I have not ever been invited to a church, but I have attended a church for 10 years that the woman was a pastor. No, that the pastor was <laughs> the pastor was a woman. And is between the churches that you've been to where the lead pastor is a man and the church you attended where the lead pastor was a woman, was there any major differences in how it was ran? <clears throat> I mean, yes. Um, but there's a reason why. One, because it was a big gap. Um, uh, just for context, for the people who are, who are going to hear this, uh, the church that I attended for 10 years with a woman, with a pastor was a woman, was my mother. Um, so when you attend your mother's church, it's going to be a little different because it's your mother or it's your father or whatever. Um, and this was, wow, this was way back like in the early, um, early 90s when there were very, very few women pastors. And actually every person in charge of that church was a female because my mother started that church with five other women. So the lead pastor was a woman, the deacon was a woman, the associate pastor, it was a woman's church basically. Um, yeah. But, you know, because I grew up in that environment and, you know, when I grew up in the Baptist church, my mother was an associate minister of that church. So I, I grew up with a woman as a pastor. If to me, it was always normal. Um, so I, that was normal to me. But I knew that, generally speaking, in the Baptist church back then, women were not allowed to be pastors. It took, you know, up until really the, the mid um, early 80s when the Baptist, most Baptist um, con um, conventions allow women to be pastors. So it may be a little bit different for me because um, I grew up that way. Um, but the difference, I guess to answer your question, um, personally, I didn't see much of a difference. Um, the way that, you know, the way my mother ran her church and when I, you know, left her church mm -hmm. and joined the church that was, you know, run by men, I didn't really see um, much of a difference in how the church functions. Yeah. What would you do if um, there was someone who wants to be a head pastor of a church and they came to you just for advice on like how to do it and they said to you that they don't want any female pastors at all? Wait, is that again? So if someone who is going to be a new like if a man came up to you, was talking about how he's going to be the new head pastor of whatever church, mm -hmm. and he was coming to you just for just advice, and one of the things he said to you was um, that he doesn't want any female pastors. What oh, I um, well, first I ask him why, um, and I I really would be interested to see his reasoning why, um, but, you know. Under an assumption, I, I would be assuming that he's coming from a very traditional, either Baptist or um, Church of God in Christ type of, you no, know, because they have women pastors. So it'd be more uh, really old school, probably old school Southern Baptist, because old school Southern Baptists still believe that women should not be pastors. Um, so I would assume he's coming out of that environment. And so I'll have to you know, find out why. Um, he feels that way. And then I would point scripture to him that 
indicates that that's not necessarily true. Um, one scripture that some people use, and I kind of agree with this, is um, I ask, who was the very first person that Jesus spoke to when he arose from the dead? Yeah. Was it not Mary? Did he not tell Mary to go tell the brethren? So isn't he not giving instructions to a female to go talk to other men about him and his resurrection? So the very first person he gave resurrection instruction to was a female. So it would be very hard to say that God does not accept women as messengers of his own word. Yeah, I think it's that I think about that often. Also, like just all the women in the Bible and how important they were to the storyline of mm -hmm. the entire Bible. And I think that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And if, I mean, it may be not the greatest analogy, but people who like to use Paul talking about women should be silent. Um, Paul also uh, mentions that men should not have long hair. So yeah. why aren't all these hip new contemporary passes have short hair? Why, you know, why, why did you allow your praise and worship leader to wear a hat when Paul says that men should not have their head covered in church? Yeah. So you can't pick and choose your battle. Either you believe the whole Bible or you don't believe any of it. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking with me and just getting insight on women in ministry from a man's perspective. Oh, I appreciate it. Anytime. Well, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a good night. Bye-bye. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, be sure to follow us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts under the name of CMAC, Common Misconceptions About Christianity. Woo-woo!